Yo, what's going on? This is your host, Huang Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing on my man, Mitch Durfee. Mitch is a serial entrepreneur, a real estate investor, and someone who has an incredible outlook on life and on business. In this episode, we talk about networking, about power connecting, and about masterminding with the right individuals to create your inner circle that will take you from where you are right now to the place you truly want to be in the next couple of years. It's all about connecting. It's all about networking. And he really talks about that and gives specific, real, actionable advice and tips to to actually implement all of that in a way that I've actually never seen before. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a very good one. Let's get it. Vamos. Who's one person that you know that I should know? And my network, my immediate network, can connect me with other people that are, are doing this. Take a very, very, very deep look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they aligned with your goals? Do you have a mastermind network of people that are in that same industry that you can meet with weekly? And if not, can you create one? Powerful to just believe that whatever you think is possible, you can go after and you can do. Mitch Durfee, welcome to the most badass show on the planet, my man. How do you do? I am incredible. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. I'm super happy to have you on, bro. I love it. This is exciting. I'm excited to, uh, to dive deeper into some of the things we were chatting about earlier. Absolutely. So successful serial entrepreneur, best-selling author of three books, coach of thousands of business owners, um, real estate boss, all that. Can you, can you tell me a little bit, if we go back in time, man, how, how did you get there? Yeah, let's, work, let's walk back into the, the, the past here. Well, right out of high school, I joined the army. I felt like I had a lot to you know just deliver to the world. And after being overseas in Iraq, and then I came back from Iraq, mm-hmm. started a small business, and, and, and uh, grew that business for a little bit. But then I ended up going back to Afghanistan. And I think that's where a lot of my journey started was the second deployment. So the first time I was young, I was 19 years old, 20 years old, and I had a lot to to prove to the world. But when I went back, when I was 25, 26, I picked up a book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And after reading that book, it just like instantly clicked. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they have that defining moment where they realize like all this knowledge just hits you. And there's so much more to this world than maybe what's right in front of you. And after I read Think and Grow Rich, I started looking online on how to purchase uh, real estate. And I bought myself a fourplex out in Colorado and came back from Afghanistan, started a business, grew it into multiple states. And a lot of these things just came down to just small goals that I had that were in front of me. And I just kind of started chipping, chipping, chipping away at them one at a time. Right. And how was the process of your, your first like real estate transaction? Yeah. A lot of people don't believe me, but, uh, when I bought my first multifamily property, I was literally sitting in the back of an MRAP vehicle, which is like this military tra- like wheel vehicle. It's like an up armored vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting in the back thinking to myself, like, I do not want to be here forever. Like I have to make a change. And I think a lot of people have, again, that defining moment where it's like, like, the pain of being the same is worse than the uncomfortableness of actually doing something. So I was sitting there, I'm looking at properties. And when I found the right one, I just, I just took action on it. 
And that property, I still own it. It's been, you know, six, seven years. And to this day, that property has probably been one of the, one of the best performing properties I had. Wow. Uh, I still look for gems like that, but it was just the, one of those moments where it's like right now I got to make this decision to do something different. And I did. Amazing, man. Amazing. And after you, you had that first property, like what are the steps that you took to start, start getting more? And is that the main thing that you were doing for the first couple of years? Yeah. So when I was in Afghanistan, I was just, I was working as a mechanic. I was kind of working with about 18 other people and we were making the company that I was working for about a million dollars every 10 days. And I remember like this catalog comes out and I see like the board members, they were all making like $10 million a year sitting there smiling around the board, this, this table. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why am I over here working 84 hours a week while they are sitting there smiling? There's no way they're working as hard as I am. Um, so I, so I bought the property, but then not only that, I also realized that I needed to have a business that would create some kind of cash flow for me. So I decided to leave Afghanistan as a contract. I was contracting back then and I decided to put my notice in. I went back home and I thought I was just going to start a business up overnight. It took a little more than just, you know, saying I'm going to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it took about six months. And then right around Christmas, I decided I'm just, I'm diving in. I'm going to start my own business. This is the year. And I actually started like, I think it was like four or five businesses. And, uh, and one of them actually took off. So sometimes, you know, you got to plant your seed at the same time. I start. Yeah. Well, I started like green rock investments, which is like my property investment company. Yeah. I started my, my moving company and I started like an online, like advertising company. And the moving company was actually the one that took off. Hmm. The real estate was the main mission, like the focus, because I've always been passionate about real estate. I think a lot of people generate wealth. I hear, I'm constantly hearing that people are generating lifetime wealth or generational wealth through real estate. And because of that, I got interested in, in real estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was the main difference, do you think, from the business that actually took off compared to the other ones that didn't? Yeah. The main difference was I had a vision. I think if, if you're starting a company and you're starting a company just to make money, you'll, you'll be able to prosper for a little bit. But with that business, my main focus was on putting veterans back into the workforce. So when I was able to share my vision for the company with others, they aligned with that goal. And when other people can align with what you're doing, it, it helps to curate the team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you had a vision, but you also had a strong mission statement, right? Like a strong reason why you were doing that. And it was specific. And, and I think it's something that people were able to grab, gravitate to, which is why yeah. you're able to build your team. Talk about vision because that's a, like interesting topic that I know that's one thing that you say in your, in your books and everything. Like once you have a strong vision, but how you tackle that, you tell everybody about it and then you don't stop until you get there. Right. So let's just say yeah. you want to start a business, right? What are your steps? How do you break it down? How do you, do the vision and then also create your small goals to get in there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love this question. Um, if I was going to start a business tomorrow, the first thing I would look at would be solving a problem of some sort. Mm-hmm. Now, because if you're able to help others, that's, you know, the, the millionaire business mindset, it's, it actually goes into this a little deeper, mm-hmm. my, my, my other book there. But it talks about when you start solving a problem, you get this million dollar feeling inside you, right? So whether you're helping someone or you're making forward progression, like if you start off by solving problems for other people, that's where sometimes the business can curate from. Then the second part is 
creating that massive vision. Um, and the vision again, has to be a little deeper than just being like, Oh, well, I'm going to do this because I want to make money. It's, it's gotta be able to influence other people to align with you. Now, unless other people's goals are only to make money, then you're going to have a little bit of a challenge there. Like we said, gravitation, mm-hmm. again, that gravitation to get other people to join you. So my current goal is much bigger. I want to, I actually want to own a skyscraper by 2022. So that's the vision. And, and it's a massive vision. And the truth is I don't know how I'm going to get there, but inside my heart, I know that's something that when I drive down the road, I see the skyscrapers. It's something that I've always, always been passionate about. And by telling the world, like, this is what I'm passionate about. Other people can feel that passion inside of me. Mm-hmm. So just like other people, if they have something that they're very passionate about, whether it's music or art or videos, like when other people know that that's what you're passionate about, they want to join your team because, because that aligns with them, that resonates with them. And, and when you do that, so after you have the vision, then you start to work out the steps, right? Mm-hmm. So create your goal. And then um, it's funny because about three years ago, I, I went to this event. It was a goal achievement event. And the presenter stood up there in front of us and he said, you only need three things to achieve a goal. You have to write your goals down. You have to review them daily and you have to carry them with you. So I do that now, like any goals, like, so if my goal is skyscraper by 2022, like it's, it's literally right here on my phone. Like I'm looking at it every single day. So I write it down, I carry it with me and I review it daily, but to break Basically, you have to break down each pillar of that goal into small steps. So sometimes it's easier to start with the big goal and then work mm-hmm. yourself backwards. Say like in one year, I have to accomplish this. In six months, I have to accomplish this. And in the next seven days, I have to accomplish this. And today, in order for me to make progress on this goal, what's one thing that I have to do? And I did the same thing for you know the best-selling books. I use this, mm-hmm. this exact strategy by writing it down, reviewing mm-hmm. it daily, uh, for the books, for building my business, for selling my company, um, for buying all the rental properties that I own. Like it's, it's a pretty straightforward process, but the truth is that only got me about 80% of the way there. The other part was the team and having a team that can support you is, is what takes you to the end zone every single time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you reverse engineering the process of where you want to get, right? So I'm curious for a skyscraper, like what's, What's the process of getting there, man? And how, how expensive is a, like a skyscraper? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it depends on where you want to buy it. And right. so working backwards, right? So my first vision was the skyscraper by 2022. I told the world that I was going to do this. Huh. And uh, I don't like failing. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to let that happen. So let's work backwards just for the three steps that were in front of me. The first thing I had to do was I had to identify which market did I want to buy the skyscraper in? Was it in Dubai? Was it in New York city? Was it in Florida? Where, what market do I want to buy it? And then the next part is, well, how big of a skyscraper am I looking for? So I started to write out those things like, okay, so nine floors or more is the minimum goal for me to have a skyscraper. And then I also realized again, okay, so I know what my, what is, I know what my, when is, and I know what my, why is now I have to figure out the how or in the who, But if you actually focus on the who, like who can help you achieve this goal, you really don't have to worry about how, because the people you surround yourself with have already either done it or they have people that have. And once you connect with them through networking, you can build that team of people that can help you accomplish your dreams. Mm -hmm. 
what's the um the process for you in creating that team you know finding the, yeah. the key players that are going to be like in real estate you call it like a power team right so absolutely power how, team. Do you, how do you create your power team in any area of your life and in any business that you that you start yeah. And every, so the first things that I focus on when it comes to building my power team is you start, just start asking, right? Like asking other people what, what their, what their goals are, what their vision is. And just by having these conversations with people, I think one thing that's important, I, I've, I've very, I use inst, uh, social media quite a bit to, to build an audience. And, and on there, I usually ask like, who's one person that you know, that I should know. And my network, my immediate network can connect me with other people that are, are doing this. So whether it's the best selling book um, or building my business, I always look to coaches. Uh, coaches can usually help streamline that process. Um, so it's funny because like, you ever seen like these like mazes where they have like, you draw, you walk in one side and it goes everywhere. <laughs> like it kind of scatters around and then comes out the other side. Yeah, exactly. Straight through the other side. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like when it comes to like a coach, a coach is like, yeah, I don't care about what this, this path is telling you to go and this way, this way. Like we're going from start to finish straight across. And that's what coaches do. Like they can kind of like, even though you're focusing on your path through the puzzle, they're like, look, who cares about all these other left and right turns? Let's just get you to the end. So I think it's interesting. Like, so I do look to coaches a lot. And that's why I help coach businesses because I've been through a lot of those challenges that, you know, the startups and building teams and, and creating systems in your business. So for me, it's my one hand up is reaching for other coaches and my other hand down is, is helping other people get to where, where I've got to so far. Mm -hmm. So you have people on your team, right? And yeah. from there, what's, how do you, how do you keep people inspired, motivated? And, and also in a, because it's a different team that you're going to have in a large business, right? So yeah. one of my businesses, it's much different than a new business that I'm kind of just starting out and I need a couple of key players. So what would be your advice for people that are starting out either a, a new venture, a new big project, uh, an event, and they want to have key players on that team? Who would you say are the, obviously in every business a bit different, but who are the main key players that in your different experiences in business were the most important and how do you keep them engaged, motivated and getting the best results so that you all. Play? Yeah. I love that question too. So there's you, two man. parts. Yeah. There's two parts <laughs> to this. Yeah. It makes, uh, I think a lot of people can resonate with it. So it's a great question. Like when, whatever, whatever business you're in right now or in the future, right? So you always have in, in business, there's always two businesses, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's how do I get business now and how do I get business in the future? Right. Uh, but one thing that I recommend is if you're starting a company or you're just barely getting started is to create what's called an organizational chart to be able to identify these key players. And what an organizational chart is simply is every position inside that company. So whether you need someone that just answers the phones, like every single job that you can possibly list out, and this is how you're going to identify your key players is I need someone to answer my phones. I need someone to send out emails. I need someone to you know, to do cold calling. I need a sales team. I need a marketing team. Like every one of these positions, when you write them out in your organizational chart, like initially, if it's just you starting this company, your name's going to be in every single one of those box. But as you start to grow your business, you can kind of chip away at each one of those boxes. And by adding those, those key people to certain jobs and positions on your business, um, it's going to allow you to free up more time for you to focus on finding each other position. 
So does that make sense? Like yeah, how to yeah. kind of have an organizational chart to your business. So totally. um, depending on what business you're in, like if you're talking about, let's just say filming, you know, you need someone to do camera, right? You need someone to do editing. You need someone to do stage, uh, set the, set the scene up. Mm-hmm. And each one of those positions initially might be you, but as you go forward, you can say, okay, well this job setting up the stage and scenery, I, I, I can kind of, I have a system for this. Mm-hmm. And I can outsource this to someone else. And and they can... Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's also important, you know, that uh, there's a lot that comes from having the experience of I've done everything, I think. So I first mm-hmm. started a company in 2014, which is an like athletic streamer brand. And it was uh, it's called Greatness Within. It's actually still, I mean, still active and growing today. But when I first mm-hmm. started, I started doing absolutely everything, right? I started doing everything from sewing the clothes to manufacturing to the market, yeah. the shipping to like absolutely every single ad that had to do the advertising, knocking on doors, delivering to people, all that stuff mm-hmm. was done by me, but I was able to understand that so well. So that yes. I was killing myself under hundred percent, right? Like I had yeah. no time in a day, but, but after that people were able to see, Oh, I could train people. Oh, this is how you do it. And I can mm-hmm. tell when people are doing it properly or not, they can't like fool me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not that they would want to, but, I can really tell, oh, look, maybe I can give you advice on this too. And then yeah. it also allows you to be like, makes you feel good because you're like, okay, wow, I have more time to spend on the vision that you were talking mm-hmm. about before, more time to spend on where we're actually going, which is as a, the person who starts that company, you, you, you should know where it's going more than anybody and uh, yeah. really be able to lead. So there's a lot to it from having touched each position. But then there's also a time where you have to say, all right, I, I got to start building that team up, right? Absolutely. And... And I love that you shared that with us because so many business owners may feel like they're, they're running in circles and they're doing exactly that. And, and as soon as you start to outsource those, that's where you start to get a little more weight off your shoulders. But a lot of business owners are bootstrapping and a lot of business owners are in that same position where it's, I learned the positions. Once you learn the positions, create the systems and then start to put other people. And like you said, you can kind of catch them like when they're like, no, no, here's a better way. You know, this is how I, you know, and and being a flexible leader is important too, because sometimes they will identify the better way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's traditions versus, versus truths. Like, is this just, are we doing it this way because that's a tradition or yeah. is there a better way to do it? So I think that's also, you know, as a leader, it's our job. And to touch on the motivation, how do you keep someone motivated on the team? Uh, there's, some, there's a book called The Five Love Languages. And I use this not only for like relationships, but also for your business relationships. Uh, Some people like gifts and I think some people like quality time and some people like acts of service and some people like physical touch and some people like words of affirmation. Now, if you give a gift to someone that wants quality time, you're not going to get the same reaction, right? So giving someone a $50 gas card is not going to motivate them the way, you know, taking them out for a quick coffee. And, and when you can identify each person on your team, like what is their love language? Maybe they just like a high five Maybe you walk by, you give them a high five every time they light up, they go back and they just, they mm-hmm. crush it for you. And some people just, you know, like I said, just want quality time hanging out, you know, with, with the boss. And it's, it's a little difficult to identify at first, but whenever I did my team meetings, I always, I would always ask them, I'm like, so who wants to, you know, this, this week or this, this month for the bonus at the end of the month, like who would be interested in maybe getting like a, a gift card or something like that? Who would want you a can high five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Another high five. Is that yeah. you're going to test? You're going to test it. You're going to walk by and give them a high how five. big their smile is, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, give them a pat on the back and like, wow, good job on that. 
so affirmations too, which are really good. Like some people just want to be recognized at these team meetings. You know, if you have a team meeting with your crew and you know the morning huddle, and be like, hey, by the way, did you guys see so and so like this morning? Like they're on top of it today, and everything like and when you when you praise them in public like that, well, it's, it's it's very rewarding for your team and for your your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that motivation. That's, that's good stuff. But you know, it's funny because I think. I don't want to go too deep into motivation, but motivation is like showering. You have to do it every day. Like if you want to stay motivated, and you have to go deeper than just motivation, right? That's just like a thing just nice. to fire you up a little bit, but then you have to have something much, but we, cause motivated is when it makes you feel like it, right? It makes you want to do it. But the yeah. reality is that no matter what you do, if you want to do it long-term, you actually want to be successful. You got to do it. Even if you don't feel like it at all, That's how it. many times does it happen? And you can tell me like how many times does it happened in any of your businesses, but there was moments where you just didn't want to do any of that. Right. But did you do absolutely. it? Yes, absolutely. And that comes down to, again, the vision, the purpose and the why when you like, yeah, exactly. Like there's days where, you, where you're tired, you're worn out, you put the long hours in and it's like, do I really want to wake up tomorrow? But when you have that big vision, uh, something that's so massive, it, it just pulls you forward. It's a beautiful thing, the way it, it works. And it comes in, it comes and goes, it's, you know, so if anyone out there is worried, like, Oh, I'm not motivated today or, or I'm not passionate today, just review your purpose and you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love that about the, the five love languages. Funny enough, actually, uh, pretty recently, my, my mother just recommended me that book. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know where she read it, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's, that's interesting. And what, what, what would you say your love language is, bro? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I really, really, I, I like physical touch. Like I like, you know, a, a high five or a pat on the back. I think those, those are things that energize me that and words of affirmation, you know, people like us, we're entrepreneurs, like we have a purpose mm-hmm. and, and recognition for like the hard work that we do. Like it's not easy doing what we do every single day. Right. So when, when people do recognize that it's not, it's not like, I mean, we can, we can just talk about you know, person to person here, but it's not easy right? Like the stuff that we do every day, like sometimes we make it look a little more glamorous, but there is a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes that people are not seeing that is difficult. Mm-hmm. So, so again, recognition for that sometimes is, is very nice and very uh, powerful for me. Yeah. Cool. I have a question. Let's just say a 20 year old kid comes to you and he's super passionate. He's been, you know, working his ass off for the last decade or whatever. And he's asking you for, for advice and for like mentorship and for somehow, whatever reason, and what he does, you decide to take him on as a coach, right? Or as a mentor, what would be the first things that you would tell him to do? And you, you would get him to do for the first three months. If you're your personal goal, you're like, you know what, let's see how good of a mentor I am. How would you get him to be as successful as possible? Obviously it's a long-term game, but let's just say he's been at it for a long time, but he just hasn't had the results. He's got some results, but he hasn't got to where he wants to be yet. How would you fast forward that? And what would be the main things that you would get him to do? Speed, right? So paying for speed as a coach. Well, the one thing that I've learned over the years, and and a lot of my coaches taught me this too, is that never want something more for someone else than they want it for themselves, right? So we'll start there. Like they have to be hungry. And, And if they're hungry about it, like how do you maximize their efficiency in time? Like we're like each industry is going to be different. So I think as a coach, again, like I can't, I can teach people how to swing a bat. I can teach people how to, how to watch for the ball to come down and what to swing at, but I can't swing it for them. So my, my, my job is to kind of observe, first of all, what they're doing, what direction they're going in. 
And if, and again, if it's fitness, that's one thing. If it's business, it's another. But if it was me and it's just, or just a total random you know, person walked up and said, look, I need help. This is what I'm looking for. And say it was, it was real estate. The first thing I would do is I would say, take a very, very, very deep look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they aligned with your goals? Do you have a mastermind network of people that are in that same industry that you can meet with weekly? And if not, can you create one? So if you're interested in film and you want to become the best videographer, then you have to surround yourself with other people that are videographers because you're going to shorten that path. And then, you know, if, if you're interested in, in music, right, you can collaborate together. Uh, if you're trying to get real estate, same thing. Like if I can come to you with a question and you've already read a book and you can shorten that whole book for me within, you know, you can make in a blink of an eye, you can make, you can summarize that book for me while I'm reading the other one. So I would say create a mastermind in whatever it is that you're looking for, build that million dollar team around you and, and support your, and, and just find people that support you on your vision. Mm -hmm. So a mastermind group would be the, the the bottom line answer to that. Amazing, yeah, man. And because I know you 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 talk about systemizing a lot, right? So yeah. how important are systems? And then as well, how would you create a system for for that for your what you call a mastermind group and people your surroundings? Yeah, so systems are critical for me. Uh, I think it's just after being in business for so long it's not about just creating a system for everything. Like, Oh, here's a system on how I turn the light off at the end of the day. It's not, it's not about that, but it's more about systems that you've, you've had either failures or shortcomings in the past. And it's taken a lot of tuition or time. I, mm -hmm. I call it time tuition. Um, it's taken a lot of time for you to discover how to actually identify this, the solution to this. Now, if I disappear tomorrow and I spent a hundred hours on trying to identify this, this solution and this problem, how is my team going to be able to pick up the slack and, and tackle that? So those are the ones that I, you know, sales scripts uh, in a company like sales solves everything. Like I want a system for that uh, hiring. I want a system for hiring because I want to make sure that I'm not just going out there with a shotgun and saying like, oh, we're hiring anyone. It's, this is the type of person that we're looking for. This is the exact person that, you know, fits our, what our, our goals are. So this is what they look like. And just having like steps and processes for that so that we have a strategy. How do I create a strategy for the mastermind? It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of software out there, meetup, uh, Facebook events. So my, my strategy would be social media, uh, again, even if you spent like a hundred dollars and targeted an area, you know, you could run ads and saying, Hey, hosting a meetup, you know, so you spend a couple hundred bucks to get people inside the room. And, and once they're inside the room, you know, I would have a, I would ask them like, is this something that you're looking for weekly, bi-weekly or monthly? And then inside that group, again, making sure it's not turning into like a, a whining fest, like, Oh, this is what's wrong, but actually bringing strategies. So every single week I would say everyone that's in this mastermind group, for whatever industry, whether it's fitness, would bring one strategy to the group that's going to help everyone inside the group. So if it was if it was on how to buy real estate, then I would say, here's one way that I've been here's what I've been working on currently, and this is what's working really well for me. It, and then again, when you have a mastermind group that's all bringing strategies, it is amazing how fast you can you can come up with really big big solutions to things. Mm -hmm. 
is this stuff that you do for pretty much in every area of your life and for any business? Yeah, actually, it's funny. Like, uh, I didn't pick up on this until about four years ago. So I read Think and Grow Rich the first time. And Think and Grow Rich talked about mastermind groups. And then I read it again. And, and now I pick it up every four or five months. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is, yeah. So, so to answer your question, in real estate, yes, absolutely. I'm usually at a networking event at least once a week to make sure that I'm surrounded by people that are in this industry. Uh, for, for business coaches, same thing. I'm inside a group. I'm actively involved inside a group of other business owners to make sure that we're sharing these strategies with each other. But yeah, it's, it's amazing how it works. Super cool, man. Super cool. You're mentioning uh, books. Would, what would you say are other books that have... Because uh, there's a lot of people that are constantly asking and messaging us about new books and there's a lot yeah. of readers in the audience. Uh, so do you have any c cool books that maybe they haven't heard of that really made an impact in the yeah. in journey? Well, I don't want to self-promote, but Serve to Win is an amazing book. Serve to Win, let's go. <laughs> no, but a book that stood out to me was Jack Canfield success principles. Mm. And, and I'm just trying to think back to like, like some of the things that stood out in there, but it's, it's a lot of the stuff that you talk about, right? Like it's having that vision, you know, taking action, um, supporting, serving people, not selling and, and those kind of like practices, but Jack Canfield success principles. Oh, it's funny after I actually picked that book up after I wrote serve to win and I was reading through it. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. So it's, it's weird how people, you know, once they're in this space, you know, they, they've identified these key principles that, that actually work for, for entrepreneurs. So I, I love that book. I still pick it up and I, it sits on my, my coffee table. Like, and you know, I've been reading it for, even though I've read it all the way through, I still pick it up. I, I reread some of the books that I've already read annually mm -hmm. because you sometimes you don't get it on the first the first take sometimes it takes multiple multiple takes to actually let it sink yeah. in you know? mm -hmm. yeah are you into are you into uh like audiobooks as well or is it mostly just paper I, yeah i do audio too and I, I usually listen to audio one and a half to two times the speed i don't know if you're doing the same yeah, i think <laughs> the entrepreneurs our minds are racing it's too, so slow. Fast. It's not, it's too slow if not you know? is it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then i give it to someone else and i'm like uh and are they hear me play the, what are you listening to they grab my earphone you know and it's like what the yeah. hell like, you know I, I love it it's so yeah. true yeah that's, that's how so it's funny us and or else yeah. it keeps me saying <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I think we're going to wrap up soon and uh, it's been super great. I'd like to ask you a last question, which would be this, man. I have a piece of paper right now and I'm handing it to you. And on that piece of paper, you have to write down the, maybe the most important thing that you've learned in your life. And it's something that you're going to be giving to a loved one, maybe a son or a daughter. And it's the last thing that they're going to get from you before, before you leave. What would be where you would write on that piece of paper for them to look at daily and what would be on that piece of paper, your words to success. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let this sit in cause I love, I absolutely love that. And, and I knew the second you said the piece of paper, like these words actually popped onto the paper, um, <laughs> whether, whether it wasn't money, it wasn't any of those things. It, it was, it was, I believe in you. The second you hand someone a piece of paper and you let them know that, that you believe in them, like it's a good feeling that uh, I think that feeling to know that, that you're on the right track, you're doing the right things. You have to believe in yourself because if you can believe it, you can achieve it. 
And it's powerful to just believe that whatever you think is possible, you can go after and you can do. Amazing, man. Well, yeah. brother, thank you so much for, for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. It was great. Dude, awesome, man. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me be here. I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with my man, Mitch Durfee. If you want to learn more about Mitch, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, and it's all there. Also, I invite you to check out my brand, greatnesswithin.co, that I've been talking to you about. It's made for actors, producers, artists, entrepreneurs, creatives that are game changers and who want to wear stuff that looks great, that fits great, and that feels great. So go and check that out. We have some new designs for you guys that I hope you guys are really going to like. I know you're really going to be like, damn, that's some dope stuff. So go and check that out, greatnesswithin.co. Some exciting stuff coming up on there as well. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Vamos. 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 Vamos.